Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Happy Lord's Day, everyone. Boy, do I miss seeing you. Like this is the new norm. It's a temporary norm, but this is the new norm for us. But you know what really encourages me is that the Bible says that they that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. And as long as we're in spirit and in truth, hallelujah, nothing can separate us. The Bible says nothing can separate us from the love of God. And we know because of our powerful Holy Spirit, nothing can separate us from one another. I hope you've had a great week in God. And once again, hello to all of our online family because now we have people uh, sort of dialing in, connecting with us from all over the world. What a blessing it is to be able to reach uh, even to different continents and for us to worship the Lord, to grow in God together. We're going to take an offering right now. And, you know, I, I want to really encourage you today as we go to give. These are really challenging times. Since I've been alive, I've never seen anything like this. The closest was when we were in New York during 9-11. I remember those first couple of days of hearing jets flying over New York. Uh, and uh, we had never been there before. But you know what? The Lord is faithful and he sees us through all of our days. Good times and bad times. But I really want to remind you of the fact that there are so many people around the world that live in profound hardship all the time, even without a plague. And when we take an offering, we're supporting missionaries around the world. We're trying to be a blessing in so many different ways. I've been talking to a young man whose name is Muke. I met him just under about two years ago, and he's become like a son in the faith to me. He's barely 18 years old. He is an orphan. He gave his life to Christ around 13 and was so hungry for God that he, he, he rapidly started to learn the word of God and his leaders in Zambia, Africa, um, just discerned the hand of God upon him. And so they've actually made him the pastor of a little church in a remote village that I had the privilege of, of visiting. We had these big SUVs, and um, as we were trying to get there, we got stuck. We had to dig out because of the sand. Um, and this young man walks hours to get to his people on a consistent basis, and they meet in a little hut. And I've never seen or experienced personally the, the hand of God on, on a young person the way I felt it on Muke as he preached the word of God. And imagine, no sound system, just little benches, and the gospel is going forth. There was, 
just barely one well for the people to get water in that community. Muke has recently been sick and we've been praying for him. And I tell you Muke's story to remind you that we are a blessed people and that we can still rejoice. We can give God glory every single day. And the Lord is going to be faithful to take care of us. And we need to remember people around the world. The thing about, about challenging times is they really help us with our perspective. And so as I go to take this offering, I want to pray for Muke today. And I want to pray for people all over the globe that are experiencing even greater measures of hardship than we are And I want the Lord to lead us and guide us and direct us to be a blessing wherever we go. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will be glad and rejoice in it. And Lord, we declare once again our trust in you, our faith in you, our love for you. And Lord, we thank you because even though times are hard, you are with us and we are a blessed people and we are a blessed nation. And Lord, we remember all of our brothers and sisters around the world. And we ask that right now your Holy Spirit would, would reach out across the globe. And that your Holy Spirit would provide supernaturally for those that are lacking. We ask that your Holy Spirit would touch people that are needing healing in the name of Jesus. Healing not just from the coronavirus, Lord, but from other illnesses and other sicknesses. God, these are days for great miracles. These are days for a greater manifestation of your glory than we've ever seen. And that's what we believe you for. And Lord, we're honored and privileged to be able to do our part. So Lord, bless this offering. Lord, use it for the furtherance of your kingdom. And Lord, I just ask that you would continue to open up the windows of heaven over all of our households and provide everything that we need according to your riches and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you today as you give to the Lord. Amen. Okay, now we're going to be talking today from one of my favorite chapters in the New Testament, John chapter 15. John chapter 15 falls in between a collection of some of Jesus' most intimate conversations with his disciples. From John chapter 13 to 17, he shares things with his disciples in, a, in, in um, the context of the last night before uh, they, they took communion or during communion and then before he was arrested. And some of the Puritans or one of the Puritans has called these chapters the inner, the inner sanctuary. Jesus washes their feet, he serves them communion, and then he shares his heart before he goes on to fulfill his great mission to be sacrificed for all mankind. And so we're going to be, begin reading 
in verse 12, just three or four verses, and I want to encourage you to read these chapters these days, but especially on this Lord's Day, spend your day in John chapter 15 and really meditate on the Word of God. You know, as we are restricted in our daily lives, I think that we need to be opportunistic. We need to take advantage of every opportunity. And as our lives get more restricted, I want to encourage you, don't tune out and don't escape. Press in and get closer to Jesus. Get filled with the Word of God. So many of us have said, man, if I just had a season to really fill my life with the Word of God, well, this is it. Take every opportunity to get full of the Word of God. And today's message really kind of speaks to this, I believe, in a deep and a powerful way. So John chapter 15, we're going to begin with verse 12. The Bible says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for, uh, for one's friends. Now, before I keep reading, I want to I keep going. I want to, should I say, before I keep reading, I want to pause here and say a couple things to you. First of all, I want to say that love is the priority of the hour. Okay? Love is the priority of the hour. This is a time for us to grow in love, to walk in love, and to live in the love of Jesus. Let the love of Jesus help you and keep you cool and calm. Let the love of Jesus minister to you and make you a powerful minister. You know, at our church, we have a, a deep, deep conviction that everyone in the body of Christ is called to be a leader. I say this all the time in so many different ways. We are a royal priesthood. God wants to activate and elevate the priesthood of the believer right now. You see, you guys can't come to church, per se, and receive the way you used to receive from leaders. But right where you are, the Holy Spirit is in you and with you. And you are part of the royal priesthood. You are called to lead. And I want to really challenge every head of household. And I really want to challenge every follower of Jesus. You are part of the royal priesthood. And God wants to use you to lead. These days are days for Christians to rise up and to be the light of Christ for the glory of God. How do you do it? Start with love. Jesus is about to leave, and he's saying, look, here's my commandment to you. Love one another as I have loved you. And so before you think about organizing your day, before you tackle challenging problems, tap into the love of God. And let the love of God be your guide. Let the love of God, uh, you know, yesterday I was uh, in the house and my grandson, Wesley, is out of school. And so, um, 
You know, I'm praying especially for parents who are used to their kids being in school and now they're not in school. And boy, homes are like a revolution, you know? It's like a, it's like a storm in there. I must have thrown, like for an hour, I played catch with my grandson. Ground balls, field the ball, throw it to grandpa. And I mean, hit the lamp, knock this over, ground ball, throw it to grandpa. And, and there's all of these things and the kids are gonna uh, uh, get fussy. And, but remember, no matter what's happening, lead with love. Because that's the way Jesus led, and that's what he's calling us to do. I hope you will say amen with me right now. Let it be your guide, and let it be the way that you choose to conduct all of your affairs. Now, the way to keep this state of grace and composure is to take advantage of an amazing invitation that Jesus is offering us in this passage. And so I want you to read this, uh, continue to follow with me as I read and notice what Jesus is saying. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command, which is if you walk in love. And he says, I no longer call you slaves or servants because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you and appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. We've been talking about be fruitful and multiply, be fruitful and multiply. This is the heart of God. We didn't choose him, he chose us and appointed us in this day, in this very hour to bear fruit, hallelujah, to produce fruit that will last. So that the Father will give you whatever you ask using my name. This is my command, love each other. And so in this passage, there are three very powerful invitations that the Lord is giving to us. And the title of today's message is Don't Forget the Invitation. Brothers and sisters, don't let stress, don't let pressure, don't let anything cause you to forget the great invitation that we receive from Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day and for this time. And I thank you, Lord, for your powerful word. I thank you, Lord, for your amazing spirit. Lord, your spirit that could be with us wherever we are. Lord, your powerful word that upholds us regardless of what's going on. Thank you, Lord, that we belong to you and that you are faithful to all of your children. And Father, as the pastor of this flock, I pray that every one of your sheep would respond to the call of the shepherd. Lord, I pray that every one of your sheep would hear the invitation to come. So bless this word. Bless our time. Let it impact our days ahead in the powerful and mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. Invitations 
are really, really important. You know, many times our lives are impacted by the invitations we receive, by the invitations we accept or reject. In this passage, Jesus is is giving the disciples an amazing invitation, and that still stands for us today. Three key invitations that I want to remind us and encourage us. So here's the first one. In this passage, Jesus is giving us an invitation to friendship with him. Okay? There is an invitation right now at this hour to grow your friendship with Jesus. What should I be doing uh, um, um, during these, these difficult uh, days, these restricted days? Grow your friendship with Jesus. Jesus said to his disciples, I don't call you servants anymore. I call you friends because I revealed to you what the Father has revealed to me. Do you realize that right here, right now, during these times, Jesus wants to talk to you more than ever before. And Jesus wants to reveal amazing things to you if you'll just take the time to press in and grow your friendship. You know, we make, a, we make such a priority in this country of fellowshipping with one another and small groups and being connected to one another is, is never been more important. Staying connected has never been more important, but even more important than us being connected with each other. How many know what really blesses our being connected to each other is our connection and our friendship with Jesus? Oh, Holy Spirit, help us to draw near to you. Listen to this. There's a, these, these, this psalm, or should I say this verse has always been an incredible blessing to me. Psalm 25, 14. I know you guys have, I quote this to you all the time. And boy, you're going to hear it again today. Psalm 25, 14 says, the Lord confides in those who fear him. He confides like with a friend. It means to share a secret. Okay, and those who fear him, he makes his covenant known to them. He reveals his word. He reveals his heart to them. The Passion Translation says this. There's a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promise. Do you realize that you can emerge from this season closer to God, there are revelation secrets that Jesus has for you. There are, are things that he wants to minister to your heart and to my heart right here, right now. We are invited to grow our friendship with Jesus. And so the, the, the times to open our Bible and to pray and to worship, they are more important than ever before. To me, Abraham is one of the best biblical examples of growing a friendship with God. Look at what the Bible says about him. But you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend. What a blessing to be referred to as a friend of God. What a gift. What an amazing privilege we have. Look. 
And the scripture was fulfilled in James 2.23 that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. And he was called God's friend. So as you go to, to seek the Lord, brothers and sisters, go to your friend. Just know that regardless of the hardship that's happening right now, he is a friend and he wants to grow uh, uh, your friendship with him. That's what he loves. He loves when we fellowship with him. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. The more time you spend with God, the easier it will be to lead with love. This is my command, love one another as I have loved you. And when you stay close to God, it just becomes natural. Praise the Lord. So the first thing, there's this powerful invitation to um, friendship. Then he also gives them an amazing invitation to grow in their calling. We need to grow in our sense of calling. He said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. And I appointed you. And boy, it feels so good to be chosen by God right now. You know, these, are, these, these days are, are, are difficult, but, but we can, our hearts can be at rest because we're children of God and we've been chosen by God. Our days have been numbered by the Lord. Hallelujah. God has planned out our days and these days include that plan. That's the way it is. Blessed be the name of the Lord, we have been chosen, we have been called, and he says literally, you did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you. So these are days to grow in the sense of calling. Let me say this to you, remember that miracles run concurrent with calling. Miracles run concurrent with calling. When does God do miracles for his people? He does miracles when they walk in his calling. Stay in the call of God upon your life. Stay in the fact that you've been chosen and appointed because when you're doing what God wants you to do, if you need a miracle, if there's an obstacle that shows up, then hallelujah, God will, will provide everything because when he sends you, the Bible says, he who begins that good work, he carries it on to completion. God has a work for you to do. He has a work for me to do. And whatever we need to accomplish that work, hallelujah, it will come. So remember, remember, grow the call of God in your life. Take this time to say, I receive it, Lord. I will walk in the confidence. You know what I was praying today, and I'm going to tell you this right now. God wants to breathe upon you. He wants to breathe upon the call that he's placed upon your life. He wants the Holy Spirit to rush upon you and for you to get a sense of confidence and a sense of fulfillment and say, Lord, I'm going to be used by you. I'm going to be fruitful. I'm going to, be I'm going to multiply, be an agent of multiplication. And whether we're, we're shut in or when we get released, when we get through this, Lord, I'm going to do more for you than I've ever done before. There will be giants that will be slain because, Lord, you're getting me ready now. The Lord is getting you ready right now. We've been chosen. We've been appointed. You know, I remember when I was a kid 
You guys know I dreamt of being a baseball player. And um, by the time I turned 14, it started to feel like this is real. First time I ever spoke to a major league, a pro scout, not a major league scout, a pro scout. I was 14 years old. And when I was 16 years old, uh, a scout came and picked my friend and I up. We were top prospects in New York. And he drove us to Philadelphia, and we went to the Philadelphia Phillies Stadium. And we not only got to be in the stadium, but we were part of, we were like taken underground. We were in the locker room. We actually worked out. It was about five different athletes. We actually worked out on the field, on a major league field. I'm 16 years old. I'm there with my buddy. And then we were there before, right before a pro game. The, the Phillies were playing the, the Padres. And so right as we were finishing the workout, the pros were coming on. I stood right next to Mike, Mike Schmidt, who's a Hall of Famer today. I, I was right next to Pete Rose. I was right next to all of these guys. And, and I was 16 years old. And I remember standing next to me and my buddy. We were like just standing next. They weren't talking to us, but we were just kind of getting close to them and thinking to ourselves, you know, we're kind of skinny compared to these guys, but we kept whispering to each other, we belong here. We belong here. And I spoke to uh, uh, Felipe Alou, um, a great baseball player, uh, you know, a great name in baseball. And I was just amazed. And I remember thinking, wow, I can't believe I got invited to be here. This is like a dream come true. Can I tell you something? That was a kid's dream. But our invitation, our invitation to the presence of God our invitation to the call of God. Do you realize if you fulfill the call upon, of God upon your life, do you realize what it's going to be like when you see Jesus face to face? The fame of this world, the prizes of men today, it's all going to burn up. But we're doing something. We have an opportunity to bear fruit that will last. There will be so many superstars and heroes. Our church is, is, a, is an Assembly of God church. We're affiliated with the Assemblies of God. The head of our district, his name is Phil Schneider. I was with him a couple weeks ago, and he was telling me about his mother. His mother is someone that... that uh, uh, no one knows her name. She probably doesn't have an Instagram page. She doesn't have a million followers. She doesn't have any of those things. But she's such a powerful woman of prayer. She has prayed so many people into the kingdom. She has ministered to so many people. And she is such a disciple maker. And he was telling me a story of how she started to meet with a couple of young ladies right? This little unknown grandma. She started to meet with a couple of young ladies and do a little Bible study with them. And they started to say to her, hey, um, could we bring our boyfriends? Sure, bring your boyfriends. And from this little meeting, more people started to come. And before she knew it, in her house, she had, I don't know, 70, then 80, then 125 people coming Friday after Friday after Friday to hear this little powerhouse grandma ministering the word of God because she was called by God. 
She ended up going into a, a nursing home. She got sick. She had to go into a nursing home. And at a certain point, um, the, the nurses came to her and said, look, we've noticed that there have been like, I don't know, 50 young people coming. Now you tell me. They were like, the nurse was like, now tell me, uh, uh, Mother Schneider, tell me, are they taking your money? Are you giving them money? She started laughing, and she said, no, they're not taking my money. She said, these are my children in the faith. They come because I've been ministering to them and discipling them. In fact, you nurses, when the kids come up, I want you to wait five or ten minutes and then come on in and we'll all pray for you together. Man, I want to live in her neighborhood when we get to heaven. I've never met her, but she's like a hero. She's like a giant in the faith. And you know why? because she's taken advantage of the invitation to friendship with Jesus. And then she has grown in her sense of calling. Don't put limits on the call of God. Don't try to tell God how he wants to use you because you don't even know how he wants to use you. Don't try to say, well, I need this or I need this to be used by God. You don't need anything but the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of the Lord in your mouth and in your heart. That's what you need to be used mightily in these days by the Most High God. And I'm telling you, church, you know, I was telling Pastor Jake today, you know why we've had so many prayer meetings? You know why we've preached messages and even challenging messages? It's, because, it's for times just like this. It's for times for you to be set loose on this city, for you to call your friends and be so anointed over the phone on FaceTime that people will not understand what hit them except that the glory of God has visited them in their house, wherever they find themselves today. These are times for the Spirit of God to move in power through the children of the Most High God, through the royal priesthood. I declare it to you, you are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation, a chosen people. Let the Lord use you. How do you do it? Don't forget the invitation. Grow your friendship with Jesus. He's as close as the mention of his, of his name. He's such a good, good God. I'm telling you right now, look, if you're a single person and you are alone as you're listening to this message, you're not alone. You're not alone. Lift your hands and worship him. And if you, if you worship him, he's gonna flood your house with his presence. He's going to flood your soul with a sense of love and power and glory that a million people couldn't provide for you. You could be in a stadium of people and those people could not provide what the Holy Spirit, what Jesus wants to provide for you right here, right now. Maybe you're in your bedroom or at your kitchen table. Hallelujah. God is a spirit, and his spirit is everywhere. 
And the Spirit is wonderful. His Spirit is love and grace and peace to our hearts and our lives. Don't forget the invitation. Grow in your sense of call. Listen to this. Hudson Taylor spoke about his call this way. I want to read this to you. Great, incredible missionary. Hudson Taylor said, it's no small comfort to me to know that God has called me. To my work, putting me where I am and as I am. I've not sought the position and I dare not leave it. He knows why he places me here whether to do or learn or suffer, or suffer. Even if you're suffering right now, even if you're going through some hardship, God is with you. Hallelujah, don't leave the call. Grow in the call of God upon your life. Hallelujah, it'll be light, it'll be temporary, but you will bring him great glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this. There's one more invitation that the Lord gives us. And it's an invitation, hallelujah, to be bold in our asking. Jesus gives you an invitation today to be bold in your asking. He says, I have appointed you to bear fruit that will last. And because of that, ask in my name. Ask the Father in my name, and he'll do whatever you ask. Blessed be the name of the Lord as a royal priesthood. When we go to pray, we pray in the name of Jesus. We don't pray in our name. We don't pray in the name of, 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 of the economy or of America. We pray in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is the greatest name, the name above every other name. That name has power and glory attached to it. That name has authority attached to it. Pray in the name of Jesus in your house. Ask boldly. Don't be afraid to ask God for great things right now. We are literally invited to ask. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, incredible miracles, incredible provision is being released all over this planet as we just boldly, come boldly to the throne of grace, the Bible says. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Hallelujah. And you will receive mercy and grace in your time of need. You know, a couple years ago, I, uh, I put up a slide in a sermon which was applicable, and I want to put it up again because it's so real time now. And, um, uh, and let me just, there's a, there was a, a, a great man of God named George Mueller, and uh, he ran an orphanage. If you want to get a great... Uh, biography. Get George Mueller's biography. It's so powerful. He fed, housed, and clothed over 10,000 orphans without ever making a financial request. 
he made all of his requests directly to the Lord. Let me read this. The children are dressed and ready for school, but there is no food for them to eat. The house mother of the orphanage informed George Mueller. George asked her to take the 300 children into the dining room and have them sit at the tables. He thanked God for the food and waited. George knew that God would provide food for the children as he always did. Within minutes, a baker knocked on the door. Mr. Mueller, he said, last night I could not sleep. Somehow I knew that you would need bread this morning. I got up and baked three batches for you. Hallelujah. Angels can wake up bakers. Hallelujah. When children need food. He said, uh, um, I, will bring it in, uh, I will bring it in. Soon there was another knock at the door and it was the milkman. His cart had broken down in front of the orphanage. The milk would spoil by the time the wheel was fixed. He asked George if he could use some free milk. George smiled as the milkman brought in 10 large cans of milk. It was just enough for the 300 thirsty children. What is so powerful about when we ask God boldly, just know this, don't try to figure out the miracle. Let God do the miracle. Don't worry about the details of the provision. Just trust. Just pray in the name of Jesus. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, Jesus will be faithful to his word. Jesus will honor his name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Nothing is too hard for our God. Nothing. God is not limited in any way right now. And his storehouse of resources is open to the children of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm going to ask the singers to come. And I want to just um, close with this. I've been in the ministry close to 30 years now. You guys have heard me say this before, but maybe it applies in a deeper and better way. I think one of my most important and favorite lessons in the ministry has been learning from the life of Abraham. And when Abraham was walking with his son, and he was about to be sacrificed. He was about, they were going to make the sacrifice. His son didn't realize what was going on. He says, Dad, we've got the rope. We've got the, the wood, the fire. Where's the sacrifice? Abraham turned to him and said, On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. In other words, he was saying to his son, what we need will be there when we get there. We don't have to worry. God already has it. Just because we don't have it today, that doesn't mean it's not going to be there tomorrow. It will be there tomorrow. Because our God is a faithful God, hallelujah. And his name is powerful. We can pray in the name of Jesus. Our church, the body of Christ... All of us right here, our lives are just one story after another, like this beautiful 
a, a chain, each link being the Lord coming through because we asked him, we called upon his name and he came through. We cried out to him and he answered and he delivered us and that was another beautiful link in the chain of our lives. We're just putting new beautiful links on the chain of our story, the chain of our lives. That's all that's happening right now. A Couple days ago, my wife and I, actually a couple weeks ago, my wife and I were praying for someone that we love and it looked like the situation was gonna get kind of ugly for them and it was about 6.30 in the morning and Chrissy and I prayed and we said, Lord, we touch and agree right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you're gonna step in and you're gonna break through and you're gonna, God, you're gonna make this something fruitful. You're gonna make this something wonderful, Lord, no weapon formed against your people will prosper. Lord, we rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. We touched and agreed. We prayed. And in less than 48 hours, that situation was turned around. And the blessing of God is on it right here, right now. You know why? Not because anyone here is, there's, there's, we're just people. But here's, here's what's awesome. We're just people, but we're not just people. We're children of the Most High God. We're part of the royal priesthood. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, he answers because he invites us. Don't forget the invitation. I want you to think about your life right now. I want you to think about your challenges and say, Lord, I want more of you right now. Before you ask, before you ask, ask for more of him. Ask for more of the Holy Spirit. Ask for a baptism of glory and power upon your life. Instead of saying, Lord, I need this and I need that, stop right there. Don't forget the invitation. Hallelujah. Jesus works in you before he works for you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to work in you, and yes, he will work for you. So lift your hands wherever you find yourself today. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We love you, God. We trust you, Lord. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than here in your love, here in your love. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than here in your love, here in your love. No place I'd rather be. No
with you there's nothing better than friendship with you God there's no greater purpose than than Lord being called by you thank you for choosing us thank you for calling us hallelujah there's nothing Lord like the invitation Lord to be able to ask you father in the name of Jesus strengthen our friendship right now God I pray for people that have been struggling with depression or fear right now in the name of Jesus turn it into friendship with you turn that whole dynamic that whole perspective Lord Lord we renounce it in the name of Jesus we cast down every lie oh God and we thank you that there's an open invitation to friendship with you. Hallelujah. Let worry lift in the name of Jesus. Let strife lift in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that people's blood pressure would go down. Impact our health, impact our disposition. Why? Because we know that Jesus is with us. Hallelujah. You were in the boat with them, Lord, back then. And you're in the boat with us now. And your powerful voice speaks, peace be still to every storm. So God, grow our friendship. And Lord, let our new focus and preoccupation be the call of God, be the mission of God. I pray that people would even write out their mission, oh God, their sense of what God has called them to. And help us, Lord, to grow in our calling. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. No place we'd rather be than here in your love and here in your presence. I know your presence, oh God, has been manifested, Lord. Lord, in thousands of households, your presence is manifesting right now in thousands of households. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You did that in the New Testament. God, I know that your presence manifests, Lord, in the underground church in China in thousands of households. Let your presence be manifest in America like never before, we pray. And Lord, now we pray in the name of Jesus 
Father, God, we touch and agree in the realm of the Spirit. We touch and agree. You know what we need. You know what we're facing. You know how you want to use us. And Father, in the name of Jesus, God, do whatever needs to be done, Lord, for your will to be accomplished, oh God. Do whatever needs to be done for your people to be taken care of, for your people to be protected, oh God. Release your angels, oh God. Dispatch them, oh God, to guard every one of our households. We love you. And Lord, even as we go offline from one another, I thank you that there's no separation with you. With you, we never go offline. May this be, Lord, one of the sweetest days we've ever had in you. And Lord, we look forward to the days ahead with joy, with faith, with hope, and with laughter. May laughter fill every home because we serve a mighty God who's mighty to save. Thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He's with you. Amen.